the Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad podcast. So grab your tickets, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, everybody. everybody. Welcome to episode number 50 of the Travel Squad podcast. Questions of the week is one of our favorite parts of the episodes, especially Kim. And I know you guys have noticed our acapellas introing questions of the week. So we decided to make an entire episode dedicated to answering some of the questions we've all received. These are travel questions that are not location specific, and we just wanted to share our answers with our listeners. So here you go, guys. But first, Zaina is going to read you a review. Yes. Actually, I have two reviews that I want to read to you. And if you leave a five-star review, maybe we will read yours as well. But just to encourage you guys, the first one is from Sarah Bell X4. And she says, I only wish I found this podcast sooner. Their episode detailing their experience during the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu was so fun, informative, Mm -hmm. and got me so excited to plan a future trip. I'm very particular about my podcasters. This podcast is so easy to listen to. The relationship they have reminds me of my own group. That makes their podcast so relatable and enjoyable to listen to. I'm hooked. So thank you so much for that, Sarah Bell X4. Love that one, Sarah. I know that one just like I it makes me so happy. And the next one, I really like this one because this is Yon D222. And this person says, This is truly the best travel podcast that I've ever heard. Kim is my Aww. favorite. Yeah, <laughs> Kim is my favorite, but I like that they hey. all bring something different. Really good listen for travel inspiration. So thank you so much, Yandi222. And uh, I love it because we are four different personalities. So let us know who your favorite is because we're also very competitive. How much did Kim have to pay you to read that one about her, Zaina? Well, um, she did promise she was going to hang my TV in my new place if I read that one. There, there's nice. actually just so many reviews saying I'm the favorite that she had a hard time choosing which one to say. Oh, look at this one. <laughs> Getting cocky over here. <laughs> well, with that being said, let's just get right into it, guys, with question number one. And one of our listeners asked us, how far in advance should I book a vacation? Well, that's a really good question. And I think it really depends on where you're going. If it's a weekend getaway, I mean, you can plan that on a whim or like a few months away. But if if it's an out of country trip, you might want to take some extra time planning it. And I typically book trips out of country about six months to a year in advance. I think the least I've ever done is three months. And that's kind of pushing it for an international for me. For weekend trips, though, I mean, I'll book it the same week. And if I do that, Sometimes I like to pick the hotel, but if I have a nicer hotel I'm trying to get at, Hotels Tonight, the app on your phone, I swear by it. And if you book the day of that you want to stay there, it's risky because you might not have it available on the app. But I always get the best deal booking nicer hotels same day on Hotels Tonight. 
You know, I feel like our answers are slightly a little bit biased because us as the squad, we are always booking our trips so far in advance. But at the same time, I wholeheartedly agree with Brittany, you know, out of country trips, depending on you do want to plan those way ahead of time. That way you can do all your research and make sure you have everything taken care of. But those weekenders, man, on a whim, why not? (laughs) I just want to real quickly add in something about the out of country If you do book something maybe a year in advance, don't make yourself partial to any place. Just say that I'm going to take a trip a year in advance and then maybe plan it six months or seven months beforehand, but just have it on the calendar. So it's never too early to get something on the calendar. All right. Next question is, do I need travel insurance? So in the past, I used to say no on the travel insurance because I always thought it to be a reason to have an excuse to cancel a trip. But with COVID happening in everybody's lives these days, that has absolutely changed. Now, a lot of hotels and airlines are being really lenient with their cancellation policies and rescheduling policies, but it's still always good to have the travel insurance in terms of needing to cancel. And when I hear travel insurance, I always think about travel medical insurance, which is always 100% a definitive yes on the travel medical. Yeah, Jamal and I actually had to forfeit some of our points because we booked a hotel in Hong Kong that we booked with points. And uh, due to COVID, we couldn't go to Hong Kong. And the travel credit card company, because of the hotel's policy, would not refund us. So we lost out on points. But I think there was an option to buy trip insurance and save the points if this situation happened. So we learned on that. And then also, do you need travel insurance? Well, first check with the credit card that you booked with. It may already come with some level of travel insurance. So before you go and buy and potentially duplicate, check to see what you already are covered for. It's a very good tip, Kim. I'm just full of them today. That you are. So question number three, what are some of the common items savvy travelers bring with them that less savvy travelers don't? Phone charger phone charger. Who does not bring their phone charger with them? Apparently Zana. Kim forgot hers in Dubai. Remember when we went to Dubai, we had to get like a phone charger? I forgot the adapter for the different type of plug, which is also something that less seasoned travelers often forget. I was going to say, so you really didn't forget the plug. You didn't have the appropriate adapter. But it's funny that you say that because that was going to be my answer. A lot of people, and we've touched on this before in other episodes, don't really realize when you go to other countries that they have different outlets. So definitely bringing a travel adapter outlet is something that those more savvy travelers bring that the less savvy ones don't. And here's another tip for you. If you do forget an adapter, just phone down to your hotel lobby and see if they have some for you because that's exactly what I did and they did have them for me. Perks of being in a nice hotel though. Our next question is, what are some of your favorite travel gadgets? Mm. Well, you are in luck because we did do a whole episode on this. It's going to be episode number 46 and we list our top 15 products under $50. But spitballing off the top of my head, what are your guys' favorites? Something I have to bring with me while traveling, especially with a group, is a sleeping eye mask and earplugs. It is the best way to get sleep while everyone's still showering or getting ready for bed or if some of your travel mates snore. It blocks it right out and you get great sleep. So don't travel without it. 
One of my favorite gadgets, the portable phone charger. You never know when you're traveling, how, what you're going to be using your phone for, how much battery you're going to go through. So it's always a good travel gadget to have is your portable phone charger. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in a car trip and there's only one charger and there's four of us. If you have that portable phone charger, I mean, like, whew, it is gold. Oh, yeah. Question number five. What is one thing that people think you need to travel with, but you actually don't need it? That's a really good question, though, on something that you think you need that you really don't. Now, on international trips and long flights, I love to have my neck pillow. But I will say this on short domestic flights or anything under five hours, I think you don't need that. It's just a waste of space at that point. It's something to carry extra that you don't really need. But personal opinion, I find on the shorter flights, it's more cumbersome than beneficial. So for me, what is one thing that people think that you need that you can travel without all the clothes that you're bringing. Yes, bring clothes. Mm -hmm. But when you pack and you look at your suitcase and you're like, oh, I'm good. I promise you, you can take out half because you're not going to need half. And I was going to say something similar is that you don't need a giant suitcase and therefore also you don't need all those clothes. People think you need these big suitcases when you're going on these big trips, but you actually can fit it all in a carry on. I was actually going to say the same thing, Kim. Oftentimes people are like, how do you just travel with one luggage? Mm -hmm. I need at least two. And I don't think that's true at all. You can fit it in a carry-on or a larger size luggage, but you don't need multiple bags to fit it all in. Who wants to lug that shit around for two weeks? Mm -mm. Jamal and I learned that early on when we went on our honeymoon. We went to Europe and we both had a large luggage and a carry-on and we had to take so many trains. There's no uh, elevators or escalators in this train station. And we learned the hard way and we're like, never again will we take more than one luggage at a time. That was well before we were seasoned professional travelers. Now we know better. You got to start somewhere or you can uh, pull a Josh like he did when he went to (laughs) South Africa with us and he brought a huge body bag and no one has a bag like that. So it was funny because as soon as like we would travel and get, you know, we're getting our luggage off the conveyor, everyone knew it was his because no one else had a body bag. It's crazy. Yeah. If you guys don't remember the story, this goes back to our Africa episode our really good friend Josh from our hometown, he came with us to Africa. This was his really first big, big international adventure. It was a two-week trip, granted, so thinking you're going to need a lot of clothes. But my God, was his bag. It was a duffel bag that could fit like five dead bodies. That was his checked <laughs> luggage size. It was crazy. But it wasn't that big at the same time. You know what I mean? Like the way that, I don't know. It was, it was, a, it was a good bag. Point being, you don't need always the big luggage. So number six is what is your favorite airline? Southwest. Favorite domestic airline is Southwest. Representing up in here. (laughs) How can you go wrong with Southwest? Cheap fares, great customer service, and one of the most lenient rescheduling policies that there is in the airline industry in the United States. And this was well before COVID. They've always had really good cancellation policies. You can buy tickets that allow you to cancel and get your money back. They are more expensive. But if you buy their lowest fares, you can always use that money as a credit to future travel if you are no longer able to go on the trip. So I love, love Southwest specifically for that. Two free bags. Yeah, two free bags. Free bags. How can you go wrong? What domestic airline still allows you free check bags? Two. Not one, but two. Two free check backs. 
I love it, dude. I mean, like you never lose money with Southwest. It just stays there in your account. Gotta love Southwest, man. I really live by them. But for international travel, I would say my favorite airline is British Airways. I haven't done a whole lot of different or great international airlines, but I think that British Airlines is one of the nicer ones I've done too. Really great service when you treat them well, by the way. Yes, I'm going to have to agree. British Airways. And I also feel like they have the funniest safety video. Oh my God, they really do. It's comedy. And I think they made it for comedy relief, but like it's it's great, dude. And you know what? The worst turbulence I've ever experienced in my life was on British Airways. We were going up and down and side to side all at the same time. People were puking. And you know what? They were great. <laughs> Seriously, though, like they were great. I have three shout outs to give on this one for international British Airways for all the reasons that you ladies mentioned. And it just so happens I travel on British Airways the most leaving out of San Diego. Also, though, I love Japan Airlines. They had amazing footrests (laughs) built into your seats in coach. And after the meals, my God, I loved it. They brought me my own pint of ice cream. They did that on all the flights that I've been on. Now, it wasn't really a full pint. It was a smaller size than a pint, but I actually got it legitimately packaged, delicious ice cream. But those are foreign airlines. In terms of international travel on a domestic airline, I want to give props to Delta because Delta knows how to bring their A game for those long haul flights. I think so, at least. You know, I just thought of another one for domestic. JetBlue is also amazing. Really great unlimited snacks. I don't know what it's like since COVID, but before they would just give the box to the aisles and you could just ravage through it and take whatever you want. It was amazing. (laughs) And TVs on the back of the screen, too. JetBlue is legit. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Going back to Delta, though, fun fact, guys, I actually got hired to be a flight attendant for Delta, but I ended up having to turn down that job offer. And I just always think, wow, what would have happened if I became a flight attendant for Delta? You know, I'd like to think you'd overcome your fear of flying, Zana, but I got to think you'd also be one of the worst flight attendants because of your fear of flying. (laughs) I'm not afraid of flying. I'm afraid of taking off. And turbulence. And landing. (laughs) So pretty much the whole flying process, I think. (laughs) I really am good. I really, truly, truly am good, I think. I just like, honestly, takeoff is misery for me. (laughs) Well, enough of throwing Zana under the bus for now. say airplane. Or should we say airplane? (laughs) Very good point. But that brings us to question number seven, which is a really good question. I love this one. What is your favorite place in the world? Tough, but a good question. Thailand. Thailand for Kim. Why? Love the beaches. Love the party scene. Love the weather. It's beautiful. Food is amazing. Love it all. I would live there. I am going to say Beirut. My Beirut, Lebanon always has a special place in my heart and it goes through quite a bit of turbulence and it always rises back up just like a phoenix. I love Beirut. I would say my favorite place in the world was Croatia. I loved Croatia. There was so much to do, so much to see. Food was great. Beaches were amazing. I had a really great time in Croatia and the natural beauty of the country is breathtaking. I've been fortunate to have been to a lot of really cool places, so it's really difficult to narrow it down. But I feel like I've answered this before in terms of one of my favorite places that I've been, 
And I still have to go back to Chamonix, France, in the French Alps. I don't know why, but when Brittany and I were there in the winter in this alpine town, something about it was just magical that I really, really loved. And I would have to say Chamonix, France. Mm. Um, I would just like to throw out there that you guys have not yet been to Cyprus, and we should re-answer this question (laughs) after we have been to Cyprus. You've been on Cyprus for years, Zaina. Always hyping up Cyprus. It's worth being hyped up for. (laughs) So moving on to the next one, though, what would you say to someone who has never been out of their state? Whoa, not out of their state. I think I would say to them, get in your car and drive to the next day over and just go explore. Once it's safe to do so, of course. Thank you, Kim. Of course, (laughs) safety first. But I don't know. You know, that's really tough. Here in California, California is its own world. So if somebody's never been out of California... You should definitely get out, but you don't really need to because everything you could ever want is here. I guess you could see how biased I am (laughs) for California. But if you can't leave the United States for whatever reasons, time, financial means, etc., the best thing you could do is explore America and definitely get out of your home state and just see what there is to offer. Every state is unique and has something amazing and just do it. So a little piece of advice. Anytime I'm afraid of something, I always ask myself, what is the truth of the situation? So if you're making excuses to yourself about, I don't have time, I don't have money, it's not feasible, all of that, ask yourself, what is the truth of the situation? Because people are traveling every single day, people with normal jobs. It's not just celebrities who are traveling airplanes are sold out. I mean, look at United, even during COVID, (laughs) they made the news for that, filling up those middle seats. So just really ask yourself, what is the truth of the situation? And just go out and do it. Absolutely. Question number nine on our list is how many different countries have each of you been to? I have been to 33 countries, and I think I have the most out of the squad. Whoa, not competitive at all. I know. I've been to 30, and I'm just like, when did Britt pass me? It's all those cruises she took as a family when she was younger before we knew each other. I think that's where she's gotten ahead of us on the tally count, but good for her. literally came out of the womb in an airplane. True fact. (laughs) Well, I'm right behind Brittany at 32, so I might need to recount just to make sure we're not tied or I'm ahead, but uh, I'm at 32 right now. Zaina, when did you let Jamal pass you? You know, um, he was having a freak out that he (laughs) did not travel to more countries than me. So I said, you know what, I'm going to bow out for this one and I'm going to let you get two under your belt because I am just for a more dramatic comeback. That must be what happened on the stairs in Idaho as well. You let him, you bowed out and you let him take the win. I didn't want (laughs) to embarrass him. He really wanted that win. Saying I will beat you any day on the stair challenge. (laughs) I know you're all dying to know how many countries I've been to. I've been to a whopping 12. U.S., Mexico, Peru, Cuba, China, Denmark, Italy, Thailand, Dominican, Turks, Lebanon, Dubai. And, you know, I have been to the U.K. I'll throw that in as a bonus, but I didn't leave the airport. (laughs) (laughs) You're counting ones that you haven't even left the airport in, huh? (laughs) That would be 13, but it's a bonus. (laughs) <laughs> so that's 12, 13 is the UK as the bonus. Right. You know what, Kim? I absolutely love it. I'm trying to think of hmm, what bonus countries do I have? <laughs> but Kim, I think you're showing everyone that it's never too late to start traveling. Like even though you are behind the rest of us with 12, your heart is in it and you want to travel for life. 
Yeah, I didn't start traveling until I was 26. I'm 30 years old now, and I went to those 12 countries in four years. I was going to say that's starting 2016 when we did the Inca Trail. So that is very impressive in such a short amount of time. I remember you had to get your passport to go to Peru. So, wow, you've come so far. Getting your passport is such a momentous occasion. Way to go, Kim. I'm proud of you. So question number 10 is, do you prefer to travel by plane, train, car, or boat? Boat, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a boat. Woo. (laughs) I mean, I would have to agree. It's one of my favorite ways to travel. But one of my favorite vacations to date was mine and Jamal's honeymoon. We went to Europe and we took a seven-day riverboat cruise. And that was absolutely amazing. And every single day, we would wake up in a new city and we would have the entire day to explore. And I would highly recommend taking a river cruise sometime. I can't say that I have a preference because I have partied on a plane, I have partied on a train, I have partied in a car, (laughs) and I have partied on a boat. And, uh, you know, it's just, I I, I can't tell you one over the other. Yeah. I agree with you, Zaina. Sometimes the journey is half as fun as the destination itself. And all of those plane, train, car, boat, it's part of the journey, man. And each one is unique in their own right. Clearly, the plane's not the vacation. It's going to get you there faster. But if anyone hasn't been on a European or Japanese bullet train, what an experience. That's a fun way to travel just to get somewhere in and of itself. Real cool. Question number 11. What is the longest road trip you've ever taken? Hmm. Funny you ask. Jamal and I just got back from a nine-day road trip exploring all of Washington's national parks and going to Glacier National Park in Montana. Longest road trip I've ever taken was probably our trip at the end of May, beginning of June that we went to Wyoming and Montana through Yellowstone and Grand Tetons National Parks. We did stay in hotels, so it's not like we were camping and fully on the road 24-7, but we were in the car driving every day, putting in those miles. (laughs) I was putting in the miles, if I recall, while you were sleeping in the back seat with your fucking eye mask that you love so much, Kim, and your inflatable neck pillow. (laughs) Um, you know, we did do a three-day trip to the Grand Canyon and Antelope Canyon and the Valley of Fire State Park. That was a fun one. That was go, go, go. I mean, one of our dreams is to rent an RV and drive to wherever, whatever national parks. And we've definitely looked into that. Yes, I really, really want to do an RV trip here real soon and rent one out. I think that would be magical and that would be the super duper road trip for all times. And then we can throw people in the RV too as we go along, which moves us right along to the next question. Have you ever made any good friends while traveling? Oh my God, yeah. Peru is where we made lots of good friends. We were on this Inca Trail hiking trip for four days and it was with a group of 12 of us. So yeah, you can imagine we get really close. And when we were in Denver for a little extended weekend trip, we met up with the two of them, Jen and David, and went to their home and caught up with them. It had been a couple of years. So yeah, great friends. And David reached out to us when he was traveling through San Diego. Yeah, and we met up with him for a beer too. So that was awesome. And let's not forget Cash and Ryan, who we met in China and then continued on to travel with them to Arkansas and Japan. 
I love making travel friends. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. That's one of the, my favorite things about traveling is the people that you meet while doing it. When you meet people traveling, you always have that commonality in place with each other, the desire to travel, the love of travel. So it's just really easy to click with people and share unique stories. And one of my favorite things about traveling, that's for sure, is the people you meet along the way, friends yeah. that you make. Kim, you almost left out Marco from Peru. Mm, that was more than a friend, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have to say that I've lived overseas in Beirut, Lebanon, and I've made wonderful friends there that I still keep in touch with. And last time we went to Lebanon, uh, we met up with some people too. Yeah, I loved meeting up with your friend Layla. She was so nice and we had a great dinner with her. Oh, Layla's good fun. We used to get in trouble in class all the time and we weren't allowed to sit next to each other because we were loud and would be disruptive. Sounds about right. <laughs> so so question number 13 is, where have you never been yet but have always wanted to go? Don't disappoint me on this answer, guys. You know what I want you to say. Ooh, Chetumal or Cyprus? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting Chetumal, but that's a good one, Brittany. Yes, I want to take you guys there. I have not been to Chile or Argentina, and those are definitely on my bucket list, and I definitely want to go there when it's safe to do so again. Hell yeah. I want to go to Argentina for the Mount Beck. I want to go to Croatia for the waterfalls and Iceland. Definitely want to go there for the Northern Lights and the Blue Lagoon. Yes. Iceland is big on my list. I've almost made it to Iceland several times, but uh, long stories, but I never have. For me, I want to go back to Africa but I want to go this time to Tanzania and do a safari out on the Serengeti. I want that so, so bad. And I also want to do some gorilla trekking out there. So I want to do some more serious exploring of the African continent because when we were there in Africa, did South Africa, did Zimbabwe, did Swaziland. Wow, wow, wow. What an amazing, amazing experience. And I just want to see everything else that is so unique about Africa. Yes. And you know what? It's not like it's high, high, high on my list, but I really, really, really want to go is the South here in the United States because we hadn't done that. And that was one of our planned trips. But because of COVID, we ended up canceling. And then also Banff, Canada is another one. Oh, there's just so many places. I feel like I just really want to go everywhere. Question number 14 is what is the best way to sleep on an airplane? Brittany? It is by purchasing a foot hammock, especially if you're short like Kim and I, and hooking it to the back of your tray table and just falling asleep because you're so much more comfortable. Bonus if you throw in a melatonin. Oh, yeah. Another thing, when I flew back from Thailand, there was four of us and we had the four middle seats on a 343 plane. And we just all like cuddled with each other, leaned on each other, put our feet on each other. And I don't know if it was that or just being exhausted from that trip, but that was some good sleep. <laughs> I guess that is a good way to get sleep on a plane is if you have the whole row to yourself to lay down because we were able to do that on our flight to Lebanon when we went to, and that's some pretty good sleep, but you have to be really fortunate to have that empty space to get that type of R&R uh, &R on a plane. Oh, I yeah. also love to sleep on Jamal. If I could put my head on him or lean on him or my feet on him, I'm happy. So basically, I'm never comfortable on a flight sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Question number 15 is, have you ever been upgraded? Oh, yeah. Yes. And in fact, we have a tip 
almost always guarantees that you will get upgraded. And if you aren't able to get upgraded, you will be treated better than anyone in first class. So if you want this tip, leave us a five-star review and send us a screenshot of that five-star review to travelsquadpodcast at gmail.com and we will send you that tip. And again, it always works. And if the plane is crowded and it can't work, you will be treated better than the people in first class, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Zaina, you used our hack and you did get upgraded. Um, you were on a flight to London, was it? Yep. It was my uh, international fave, British Airways. It was a double-decker plane. I forgot what those ones are called, but Jamal was jealous because he's never flown on one of those. And they took me to the top. I had my entire own row. They gave me two glasses of champagne. The the captain, not like the flight captain, but the cabin crew captain checked on me. And at the end, he checked on me again and thanked me for flying. And uh, I've also gotten thank you cards from the pilot before. This is a different flight and thank you cards from the crew. I've also gotten a full bottle of wine and I've had free drinks for my row. Like, yeah, seriously, they hook it up. Or even like when we flew to Lebanon, we executed this this travel hack and uh, the cabin captain brought us alcohol in real glasses before we took off. He brought us so much food and like people are just looking at you like, what did they do? <laughs> but definitely if you are interested and want to know that hack, send us that five-star review screenshot and we'll send that information your way. So moving on to question number 16, have you ever bought a package tour? Oh, hell Let me yeah. say something. Fuck yeah, you know we have. Gate package one, tours baby. are sometimes the best tours and vacations to go on. I love a package tour because they take care of everything for you from your flight to picking you up at the airport, transportation, your bags, breakfast buffets, breakfast buffet, experiences, the tickets, like literally it's you don't even have to think about it. You just have to be there and enjoy it. And it's amazing. You do have to remember to bring your passport, but that's another story. Yeah, sometimes people are like, I don't want to travel as a group or on a tour. But let me tell you, we once thought that ourselves. Once we went on it, we were hooked. We're like, gate one, sign us up. Let's go on more. Yeah, I'm really bummed that our gate one trip to Ecuador in September is canceled. Me too. But we are going to go on that when it's safe to go and when gate one resumes the tours. But I can agree with some people where they say like traveling in a tour is not their style. I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. But let me say this. There are some places that you don't want to go on your own that are more conducive for the tour, such as China, when we went to China, mm-hmm. when we went to Africa, just as well. And not that those countries aren't necessarily safe. It's just harder to get around on your own in terms of language barriers, less transportation. So the all-inclusive makes it so amazing to do it that way. Yeah. When we were in China, there was only one night out of those 10 days where we did not do the add-on night uh, excursion. So we explored the city and we immediately went back to the hotel after exploring because we couldn't figure out what to eat because nothing was in English. Yeah, that was fun. We were trying to get around using like Google Translate. We didn't get far. (laughs) So that's why, like I said, certain places, guided tours, package tours are the way to go. Yes. And they take care of all of your stuff like flights, which brings us to the very next question. Have you ever missed a flight? I have missed a flight. I have not. Uh, That doesn't surprise me. 
<laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't surprise me either, though, Kim, that you've missed a flight. If somebody was, it would be you and Zaina. Well, lucky for you, Kim, I've missed a flight, too. <laughs> oh, perfect. So my flight was early morning. Like, I had to get up at 5 in the morning on Thanksgiving Day. It was a Southwest flight from San Diego to Sacramento. And my friend dropped me off. We maybe had a Thanksgiving Eve outing, as people do, possibly, and um, pre night bender. <laughs> and I and I was sleeping, woke up super early to get on this flight, got in the car, my friend was driving me, had my phone on airplane mode charging because it was almost dead. So that's how you can charge it faster. Got out of the car, left my phone in the car and started freaking out, called a family member who I share my phone line with off a stranger's phone to try to get a hold of my friend to get her to bring my phone back. And through all this debacle, I missed my flight, cried to the flight attendants and got on the next one like an hour or two later. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving was saved. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me at all, Kim. Let's hear yours, Zena. Um, So it was midday flying from London to San Francisco. I was with a friend and um, yeah, I just missed the flight. What were you doing with your friend? No cool story with that, Zaina. You just missed the flight. It was a midday flight and I missed it. There was nothing else to say. (laughs) Another classic example of Zaina being unprepared. Kim at least had a valid excuse. I don't know what yours is over there, Zaina. Okay, okay. Well, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. So I was traveling with a friend and we were flying back to California together, but she was going to one city and I was going to San Francisco. And my flight was an hour ahead of her. And so she was running a little bit behind and we're like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So when we got to the airport, it was fine for her, but it wasn't for me. So I had to pay a $200 fee. So I should have just gone on without her. See, now the story became more interesting. But I love that friend. We were really, really young. And so whatever. I almost missed another flight in a layover. I was killing time as you do in the airport with a few beverages, had a few too many and was like, oh, shit, my flight is about to leave. So I didn't even get to finish my third beer. And I was running to the gate and they're like, are you Kimberly? We're about to close the doors. And I was like, woo, I made it. That happened to me too. I was in Denmark and I thought my flight was like, let's say my flight was at nine o'clock, but I thought my flight was at 10 o'clock. So I am literally walking around listening to them last call for my flight. And I'm like, oh man, whoever like needs to get to that flight better get to that flight. And I'm just like, blah, 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 as I'm walking around. And then I realized, holy shit, that's my flight. And I went running through and they basically, they said the same thing. Like, are you Zayna Marouche? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I had an hour to kill. Dang, Jamal and I are just like mom and dad over here. We're like, never been late. Never had that happen. I've seen how you guys hustle when they call your number. You guys are like sitting on the chair at one point. The next, boom, it's like you've teleported to the gate. That's how I felt. I'd like, like to get on the plane. When we were in Hawaii at the Luau, Jamal was right behind <laughs> me. He made a comment about the drinks. I turned for a split second. I swear to you guys, it was a split second. And then I turned back around to Jamal and he's already halfway across the auditorium at the bar. (laughs) And I'm like, what the hell just happened? We can see my priorities are right. I want to get to the bar first and I definitely want to get on the fucking plane. (laughs) like you guys over there. But moving along to question number 18, have you ever been in a difficult situation while traveling? I once punched a guy in Mexico City. That's right. 
I did. So what happened was the subway was super, super, super crowded. Like people were on top of each other. And I felt someone put their, and I was wearing a short skirt, which I learned don't wear short skirts, even if it's hot. So I felt someone put their hand up against my leg and I was like, oh, it's just a crowded metro. So like, it's fine. You're getting off at the next one. And then I felt it again. And I'm like, you're getting off at the next one. It's fine. And so I was in Mexico City visiting Nicole and we were speaking in English. And so I think maybe that threw the person off thinking like, oh, this is just like a tourist. But Nicole does live there. She does speak Spanish and I speak Spanish too. But like we grew up speaking English together. So we're not really speaking Spanish. So anyways, as we're getting off, it's so crowded and people are pushing to get on and pushing to get off. And someone pushed me off. And as I was flying midair, you know, to like <laughs> land, someone like snapped my thong. They lifted my skirt and they snapped my thong and then pushed me. And so as I'm like gliding, flying through air, trying to land on the platform on both my feet, my skirt is lifted with my thong, like mismoved. So basically I was like sexually assaulted on the metro. And then all of a sudden I land. So I pull down my skirt and I turn around and the guy who was like right behind me is now behind me on the platform. And so without thinking, I just boom, punched him. And I know that it was him because I hit him hard. And then he looked at me and said, it wasn't me. And if it was not him, he would have had a different reaction, but he was very accepting of the hit that I gave him. (laughs) He knew he deserved it. Yeah. So then he started to say like, oh, you know, like I I screamed at him and he said, "Um, no English. And so I said in Spanish, no problem. I speak Spanish. Then he ran and I chased after him screaming what a pig he was in Spanish. I don't think I can beat that difficult situation. So I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Well, I had a badger jump on my back um, while I was hiking. (laughs) A badger? The badger in Tepotzlan, Mexico. <laughs> we should do like another story just about that. Gosh, guys, I don't want to take up too much time. But yeah, a badger jumped on my back. And um, <laughs> yeah. I have one for you guys. You know what a difficult situation is that I'm in while traveling? What? It's when Jamal has his freak out. Ooh. <laughs> uh-huh. You want to know my difficult situation? What? I have my freakouts because of Brittany. So apparently oh. it's a continuous circle that we can't figure out where the origin originates. But uh, between you and I, it's Brittany. You know, I can think of a difficult situation Jamal's been in. Um, when you guys were in Japan, Jamal almost died from fugu. Hey, that was real. That was real. I felt my lips go numb and I was having a panic attack. That was a real difficult situation. Yes, it was. I believe And it. if you guys want to hear that full story, don't want to take too much of your time on it, this one. But if you haven't already, go check out our episode on Tokyo, Japan. You're going to love it. Episode number 42. Yes. Question number 19. Ooh, this is a good one. If you were to be offered a one-way ticket to your dream adventure, this says tomorrow, but I'm going to say right now. What would you say? Where would you go? I would say fuck yeah. Even though COVID is a thing. I mentioned Iceland before. I would totally take Iceland because it's going to be a lot of nature when you go around the island and it's a lot of nature stuff. So you're going to be out in the outdoors where it's safer. There's going to be less crowds, which it's normally a crowded place. So that's a bonus. And yeah, I think that'd be a good one. I don't know why anyone would say no. Like if I was offered a one-way ticket to go on my dream adventure, I'd be like, absolutely. I don't care if it's during COVID or not, as long as I could be safe and can keep everyone else safe. I would say with who? I can travel alone. No biggie. I've traveled mm-hmm. alone plenty of times with myself. But um, yeah, I would want to know those details. 
With your squad, of course. Yeah, in that case, hell yeah. Then why wouldn't it be us? For me, yes, obviously. I say yes to travel on a whim all the time when Brittany comes up with a crazy idea and asks me if I want to be crazy. I usually just say yes. So (laughs) the answer is yes, for sure. But where would I go? Two things I would say. One, go back to our previous questions when I mentioned ideal locations that I want to go to, Africa, Tanzania, that's on the list, but I really, really want to go to the Maldives. And I feel Ooh. like right now, if the question is right now, this very second, including COVID, Maldives, because it's so, so isolated. I want to go there so bad. And that's what I meant. Like if Jamal and I could be safe and during COVID and all of this, if we could be safe traveling and keep everyone else safe, the Maldives is a perfect example. I think Iceland's a great place to go to, but pretty much anywhere that you can be out in nature and can pretty much self-isolate from other people. Give me a breakfast buffet and I'm a happy clam. They have breakfast buffets out on the Maldives, Anna. <laughs> All inclusive. <I'm> there. <laughs> All right, guys. So this brings us to question number 20, our last question of the evening. And the question is, what's something you love about being a travel podcaster that maybe you weren't expecting? Mm, can I go first here? Absolutely. My favorite thing about being a travel podcaster is the feedback that I hear from other people. So I love hearing it from people I know. I had a friend, my friend Leah called me the other day and this was random. I hadn't talked to her in a very long time. And she's saying, I listen to your podcast every week. I am so excited for Travel Tuesdays. I feel like you guys are talking straight to me. And I just love hearing that kind of feedback. And she's literally being inspired to travel and enjoying our podcast. And that was our goal of the podcast. So I love it. I'm so glad that you said that, Kim, because your answer is my answer. But whereas you get more excited from feedback from friends and people we know, which I obviously do, who doesn't want to hear their friends and family say they love what you're doing? But when we get those reviews and comments from people that we have absolutely no clue who they are, I feel like we've touched a stranger, right? Oh, and yeah, I love that it's too. Just so refreshing. And that's another reason why at the beginning of this episode, we read some of the reviews. You know, we all always love to hear that feedback from people. And that's one of the unexpected things of being a travel podcaster that I enjoy the most. I mean, I knew we were going to be providing a benefit to people, but when we get those reviews in real life, it just hits you a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I love getting the random reviews from our listeners, but I also love when people message us on Instagram when they slide into our DMs and they're like, <laughs> hey, do you have a recommendation for this so or exciting. that? And I love having a conversation with them and giving some good recommendations. And sometimes they have really great recommendations to give us as well if we talk about an upcoming trip that we have. So it's really great to connect with our listeners and feel like we've made almost like friends through our podcast. Travel friends. I know. I mean, like not to be repetitive, but yeah, pretty much the same thing. It's just hearing the feedback and knowing what you guys like, or just, you know, that people look forward to it and it brings them joy. Um, I also really like just listening back to it because I obviously, these are my favorite people, Jamal, Brittany, Kim. And so listening to the past episodes, it's like listening to a diary entry about the trip, but you know, everyone's there and just walking and, and laughing and knowing 
knowing that other people are laughing with us. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, that sums up our 20 questions for this episode. Please keep sending us in your questions of the week. You know how it just jazzes me up. We'll work them into future episodes or maybe we'll have another 20 question episode for you in the future. But thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We obviously appreciate it so very much and keep the adventures going with us even more. You can join our new Facebook group, Travel Squad Mob. Um, You can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Hit us up on Instagram, slide into the DMs, make Britney's day. (laughs) And if you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please make sure to share it with a friend that's going to enjoy it too. Please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Make sure to pack your bags and grab your passports because next week we're going to take you to some notable tropical places in the Philippines. The Philippines. Bye, Bye, everybody. Have a great week.